Good evening. It's an early evening uh, edition of Snake River Lib, uh, uh, February 27th. Normally I'm doing these in the wee hours of the morning, but it's 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, welcome. Thank you for listening. Um, invite your friends if you'd like uh, the next time around. Tell them about us. So many things to talk about tonight. Uh, the debate, um, the... <laughs> I tell you, the, the Democrats just put on a show, and I don't even know where to start with them, um, between the debate and, and what's going on. First of all, let me talk with uh, uh, talk about Joe Biden. Vice President Biden is, uh, you know, I, I, you know, he seemed to, he, you know, he's always been a gaffe machine, right, for for 30, 40, 50 years, he's always had made mistakes and everybody's laughed at him and he's laughed at him and such. Um, in South Carolina, uh, he was campaigning and he was running, said he was running for the United States Senate. Not the presidency, but the Senate. That's a pretty big mistake. That's pretty big, uh, a pretty big error there. Combine that with one of his uh, wonderful oopsies in the uh, in the debate. Well, maybe it was an oopsie. I don't know. I mean, he he claimed that 150 million people have been killed by gun violence in the United States since the Vietnam War. 150 million, as a point of reference. Um. There's about 320 million people in this country. So about half of them have been killed since the Vietnam War, according to Joe Biden. Gun violence. Michael Bloomberg uh, uh, stills the, uh, the, the magnet for attacks. Um, of course, he, he, he made some wonderful, wonderful statements of his own. Um, not sure he recognized how how he sounded when he said that he bought the Democrat majority in the House of Representatives in 2018. And I wonder about how people feel about that when he comes out there and he just brazenly says that he bought the majority. He spent $100 million dollars and bought the majority. Of course, that's been Bloomberg's way um, from when he ran for mayor and when he convinced the city council to let him run for a third term as mayor um, in New York City. And then after he was reelected again for his third term, they went and changed the rule back so that nobody else could do that. He has set up a fund. Uh, of course, as every town, you know, against gun violence, he's a, a huge gun banner. Of course, he's a banner of a lot of things. He likes to ban sodas, large sodas, you know, and says, I'm not saying you can't drink 32 ounces of soda. It's just you have to have two 16-ounce cups. Ridiculous. And people say Trump's a fascist. This guy, Bloomberg, would be a fascist in the White House. And the fact is, 
All of his achievements are all based on things that he repudiates today, with the exception of school choice. But no one's really asked him about that yet, and so he hasn't had a chance to apologize for it. Bloomberg will be whatever he needs to be to get power in his hands. I think that the DNC promised him power, and that's why he looks so terrible in these debates, is that he expected to not really have to show up. And so what you have is you have all these candidates, uh, um, Tom Steyer, uh, Pete Buttigieg, um, Biden, um, Michael Bloomberg, uh, Focahontas, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Senator Warren, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said Focahontas, uh, and Senator Klobuchar. You have all these people, and who are they trying to be? They're trying to win the, the DNC sweepstakes to be the one. Because as news reports are coming out, all that matters is that Bernie does not get a majority of delegates going into Milwaukee. That's what matters to them. They don't care if he wins as long as he does not win a majority of the delegates. As long as enough of the delegates are spread out amongst the other candidates so that Bernie doesn't get a clear majority, they can go to Milwaukee and they've essentially said that the superdelegates are not going to go to Bernie. I even read an article the other day, I uh, I can't remember where I read it, about how Florida, with their closed primary, that there's even a possible lawsuit that Bernie shouldn't even be on the ballot because he's technically not a Democrat, which he's not. He's a Democratic Socialist. That's his official party registration. Do you think that the Bernie people are going to be upset at any of this? Milwaukee could be a replay of the 1968 Chicago riots at the Democratic National Convention. Um, the uh, There is a substantial group uh that I mean, well, the Bernie people have threatened violence. They've threatened violence uh, in Milwaukee if Bernie doesn't win the nomination. Uh, they've threatened violence if he doesn't win in the general election. And they've threatened violence if he does win. Based on what they're saying, the closest thing that we can compare this to is... is um, now, these are not technically, they don't technically represent the position of Senator Sanders. I should be very clear about that. Somewhat. Um, he has spoken of taking over industries, nationalizing certain industries. Um, closing industries down. 
his Green New Deal, well, AOC's Green New Deal, which he's adopted, and his Medicare for All are going to bankrupt the country. At least he's now admitting that there's going to be a small tax on the middle class. That's still a lie, by the way. Um, it's going to have to be much more than a small tax on the middle class uh, to be able to even pretend to pay for it. Um, by the way, uh, just as an aside, as, as the coronavirus is gripping the world and the stock markets are tanking simply because production is is slowing down in China and so goods and are not being shipped out and materials uh, manufactured are not being sent out. Um, this, this could... Uh, develop into a, a problem. Uh, the president is trying to do something about it. He's put the vice president in charge of this. No, the vice president's not a doctor. He doesn't have to be, but showing the importance placed in the administration that they've put the vice president in charge of it. When we have good times, we should be really minimizing our, our spending for support of people. The safety net should be very minimal. Spending for the federal government and state governments should be really pulled back to just basic services, uh, schools, you know, keeping the roads up, such like that. during times of prosperity, allowing for those that are in need to be caught up in the safety net of, the, of private charities, which, by the way, private charities do a great deal of that work anyway. It's a dirty little secret that, that even at the height of the bad times, even with the, with the government, you know, wanting to spend all this money on all these people. There are still lines at soup kitchens that churches provide. The churches are still writing checks for homeless people for temporary housing, emergency housing. That shouldn't be done in a country with an all-encompassing welfare state, but it is. But it shouldn't be happening... The government shouldn't be spending a lot of money on that during times when prosperity is pretty decent. Because when you spend that, what happens and what's happening now is that the debt continues to climb. And nobody cares about the debt. The Republicans don't care about the debt. They only care about the debt when the Democrats in the White House. And they're in the minority. Democrats don't care about the debt because, well, Democrats just don't care about the debt. To them, the debt doesn't matter. It's it's all monopoly money to them. They look at an industry and they say, oh, looky there. Let's take it. They don't understand how it got there. They don't understand what built it. They don't understand the effort, not only of, of the founder of it, but of all the people that worked to build and achieve such an achievement.
They just say, oh, well, there it is. It just happened. Let's just take it. That's what happened in Venezuela. You know, they took the uh, the government nationalized the oil companies, kicked all the oil experts out. Stuff started breaking down. They didn't know how to keep the machinery going. They didn't know how to continue to explore and find uh, oil in their vast reserves in Venezuela. And so they come back and say, oh, would you please come back and look? And it's like, are you freaking nuts? You took away hundreds of millions of dollars of equipment from us. You took away our profits from that equipment. You want us to come and help you? Good luck. Oh, moving on, what else can we talk about? Uh, we talked about the potential violence, right, with Bernie. Um, I found it very interesting uh, as somebody who is so rabidly pro-choice that, that, that a baby isn't a baby until you roll them out of the hospital uh, and put them in the car seat, uh, Senator Warren, how she would go after Bloomberg with the uh, the the story that that he told a, a female employee to kill it. I mean, that sounds like something she would say, right? You know, you know, and of course she's still running with that phony story about how she was pregnant and visibly pregnant. And the, the principal told her, good luck, and, and fired her, which is a complete lie, which she herself in an interview debunked. And yet she tells that story everywhere. But it was a good zinger at Bloomberg um, that he's reputed to have said uh, to a female employee to kill it. And it would be in character of whether he actually did or not, nobody knows, but it would be in character for him to say something like that. The DNC is desperate to keep Bernie out, but they're desperate for somebody to actually win it. Why they haven't gone? Well, I know why they haven't gone, because if they go and have a big powwow and decide on which one of the candidates they want to select... They're afraid that any of those can if they were to get all the candidates to drop out except for one against Bernie, that if it's a one-on-one -on -one Bernie against fill in the blank, I don't even know which one to pick. Um, pick Bloomberg, okay? Bernie against Bloomberg. The DNC is afraid that Bernie's going to win all the primaries, then he'll have a majority of the votes, and he'll be the nominee. I guess they're worried that they think that the only way that they can stop Bernie is by having everybody in, having everybody you know in for the long haul, spreads out all of the votes, because while none of them individually are would be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bernie. Collectively, um, they make up some composite of an anti-socialist, um, which, by the way, I, 
uh, I, I love how Chris Matthews on MSNBC, uh, who's woken up now to what's happened, as has many people, uh, James Carville and, and others, they are now in sheer panic uh, um, that, that Senator Sanders could win the nomination. They think it'll be what happened in 72 all over. I'm not sure that it's going to be that way. Um, it just depends on how motivated the uh, uh, the Sanders people will be. Andrew Yang, a former presidential candidate, now is a commentator on CNN, made a comment about how on CNN about how the Democratic Party no longer represents the working people of this country. He talked about how he spent his time out on the road talking to people in restaurants and truck drivers and 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 convenience stores and grocery stores, how he went in there and he talked to them and how they felt like the Democratic Party no longer represents them, that the Democratic Party is, no, is now the party of the elites. It's like, well, Andrew, congratulations. You've learned something that... Uh, most of us have known for years. When you look at the uh, donations, uh, as far as campaign donations and such, it's easy to see who the party of the rich is, and it's not the Republicans. Yes, you have, um, well, you don't have the Koch brothers anymore because one of them died. Uh, you have a few uh, uh, mega donors. But by and large, the, the Republican Party is, is no longer, I mean, and who knows if they ever have been actually the party of the rich, but the perception has always been that way. But the Democratic Party for several, several years has been the party of the wealthy. You look at who the people are. I mean, Hollywood, you know, Hollywood's rich. And who do they support? Democrats. Wall Street's rich. Who do they support? Democrats. In spite of Elizabeth Warren trying to trying to paint herself as the enemy of Wall Street and such, you know, Wall Street just has taken taken Democrats and built up so many rules that benefit them and screw everybody else. Um, and yet it looks like they're doing something, right? And remember with Democrats, that's what it's always is. It's always about perception and intentions. Well, we meant for this to do this. Well, that's not what happened. Well, that doesn't matter because it's what we meant. It was supposed to be helpful. Well, it hasn't helped. In fact, it's hurt. Yeah, I know. Well, but you knew it was going to hurt. Well, but... <laughs> It looked like it was going to help, you know, and doing something looks way better than doing nothing. And sometimes doing nothing is the best thing to do. Um, remember, taxation to take from one to give to another is theft, period. We are coming up uh, towards the end of tax season. You know, perhaps election day. We should move election day to April 16th. That would be a good time to have an election day. Um, 
another thing that we would be great would be to eliminate um, automatic withholding, force people to actually have to write a check every quarter to the IRS so that they actually get the money in their pocket and then they have to give it to the government instead of getting a magical check every every uh, spring say oh look what the government gave me but it is theft when it's taken from one to give to another it's the snake river lib have a great night